0: In a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it?
1: Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak, and this is the Soulful Leader Podcast.
0: Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Welcome to the Soulful Leader Podcast. This is Marin, and I'm here with Stephanie. And we were just having a, a fairly fun and animated conversation about holding things lightly. And what the heck does that mean? Um, Stephanie, do you wanna talk a little bit about what that means to you, holding something lightly?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the Buddha often said, you know, it's suffering comes when we're attached to an outcome or a way of being or the past the way it was, like any kind of an, attach, an attachment is gonna create suffering. And yet we get conflicted because as leaders, you know, we have goals, we have things that we wanna set up and make happen. And often spirit has a very different timing than what, you know, what little Stephanie has an idea of. And how do I let go of control and how do I let go and trust the
0: unknown when I'm also
1: being responsible to make things
0: happen? Right. So we have this binary idea, binary being this or that. So we have this I feel like I, I was raised in a culture that told me that it either happens or it doesn't. It either happens on your timeline or you're not good enough. You're like, there's this either or proposition that's going on. Instead of a both and. Instead of a both and. Mm-hmm. So the both and. I think for me, the, the holding it lightly, which you were just talking about is the suffering, what you're talking about, the Buddha says the suffering comes from our attachment to things. So if I set my goal as a leader, or maybe even for my team, and we don't reach it now, I have suffering because I'm not good enough. We're not good enough. We didn't do enough. Like whatever the drama is, whatever the story is that I want to talk about, say about it. Right. And that creates suffering. It's like, oh shoot, right. Drama, drama, drama. We have to do better. We have to push more. We have to put in more time. I don't get to see my kids. I don't like whatever the drama is. Mm-hmm. If I can look at it as a both hand, if I set the goal, and we have this intention i think of the as intentions that we're going to meet this and when we don't or if we don't it's because one of the things that i can do in the process is hold that lightly and be aware of what are the other things that are incoming so what I mean by that, and the reason I kind of sigh is like there's this whole rabbit hole of stuff that I want to go go down. First and foremost, I think I want to talk about if I don't achieve whatever it is that I wanted to achieve with my team, with myself, whatever it is, there will always have been something that I learned. So there has to be some reflection, there has to be some sort of looking back at instead of just a, an either or, we did it, or we didn't do it. There's a huge gray area, this both end of we didn't do it. And we learned X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's first and foremost. Secondly, when I think of holding it lightly, Is I might have been being asked by spirit, by life to go in a different direction. And if I'm holding on to this goal that I set, maybe the whole reason that I wanted that I've lost track. This, oh, I've got a great example of this. My studio. I opened my studio with the intention of allowing my making enough money so that I could allow my husband to stop working in the financial trading industry, which was literally causing him, he ended up with a massive coronary because of being in that industry. It was such a high stress industry. And I wanted him to be able to do what he loved as a passion, instead of doing something to make us money. And he he really enjoyed the industry, et cetera, et cetera. And it was time for him to be out of it. In the middle of my running the studio and starting to build it, I inherited some money from my dad, enough money for my husband to no longer have to be in the financial trading industry. I lost sight of that somewhere along the line with the studio and I was head down, butt up, I have to make my goal. Not realizing that spirit had given me what I wanted from this total left field Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I said I was going to make it this way. It has to look like this. So you became very rigid
1: in your version of how it was supposed to be. Yep. And didn't make any space for possibility of how spirit
0: wanted it to unfold. Right. Is what I'm hearing you say. Very much so. And when we talk about the attachment, I became attached to my sense of self was dependent on whether I made this goal or not. My leadership in my team felt like I was a failure as a leader. If as a team, we weren't making our goal that we made enough money and it just became a, a vicious cycle that I didn't need to get into at all because I had a goal and spirit gave me, what Mm. I needed, what I asked for. Here's what I want. You
1: know what what I'm hearing too is like it reminds me of scaffolding. Like, you know, when we're trying to renovate a building, we put an outer scaffolding up Mm. so that we can fix the facade of the outer. That's kind of what we do in our lives, whether it's with relationship or health or finances or business, whatever, right? We kind of look at the, what are the outer things that need to happen? And what I'm hearing is that Here you had inherited a wonderful support system from your father. So, you know, but you weren't able to really value it because the internal structure was not being as valued as the external, thinking that you, if that makes sense, you know, that it's like, well, but the outer world sees me as unsuccessful because I haven't made the money in my team or in you know, the leadership role in the dance world or whatever in the studio. But yet the internal was gifted to you. And Mm -hmm. so because the internal scaffolding inside, the self-worth, the self-esteem, the self-image, the identities, the belief systems, that's all internal narratives. Because those weren't in place to really love and nurture you, it was hard to really receive and really value it, is what I'm hearing. Does that
0: sound yeah i you know i hadn't thought of it like that and i think that's very true you know and i think that that's oftentimes maybe why we stay attached to you know for me in that instance it's probably very much why i stayed attached to but i have to make this goal in this way Mm -hmm. because then i will build up my self-esteem and i'll have uh you know Oh yeah. Yeah. You saw it in
1: reverse. Right.
0: And this will happen.
1: Yeah. And this will
0: happen. Instead of putting that, mm -hmm. (laughs) right. Instead of like, yeah, instead of believing in myself and saying, I am worthy, I am worthwhile. I am these things. I put all of that on. Once I have this, then that will be proof that I am worthy. I'm good enough. I've proved myself. I can do this. I and it you know, it's like how often we do that to ourselves as leaders. Mm-hmm. We have to prove ourselves. And we set these external goals and external things in order to make ourselves good enough when the truth of it is that we're born good enough. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're taught in this culture. In well, any we're conditioned. Way. We're conditioned yeah. out of it. And yeah, then we believe are. that conditioning is true
1: rather than being curious and being open to being surprised and delighted about what
0: spirit might have in store for us. So I I want to bring us back to holding it lightly, just mm-hmm. as you said that the surprise and delighting us, because when we can hold something lightly. So if, for example, if I had been able to hold that goal lightly and not put all of my own self-esteem and all of my drama on it Mm -hmm. i would have been surprised and delighted instead of not sure what to do with and I, i mean it makes it sound like i didn't appreciate what i inherited from my dad i did very much so and i still chose the suffering of not being good enough and that's the over su- right over the surprise and the delight of oh my gosh jeff we both have the resources now to do what we want to do mm-hmm. and i i have this vision this backwards vision because <laughs> it's looking back at how i could have led differently within my studio if i had come from that place of abundance mm-hmm. instead of we're still striving to striving to make it happen and we made amazing things happen don't get me wrong it was more of like i probably would have had a lot more energy and been a much better leader and been friendlier and been etc etc mm-hmm. all of the things mm-hmm. if i had come from a place of like oh, all right we're now okay. just in and, pure you know, abundance. I think there there takes a certain level of
1: of humility in that way of like surrendering mm-hmm. which is humility to me but it's also that conditioning makes us you know that old conditioning saying that we have to make it happen becomes arrogant And it becomes making us take everything personally so that we take other people's opinions of us personally or our bank account personally or our physical body and how it's working or not working personally, either arrogantly or self-sabotagingly. Instead of letting all of that go, holding it lightly and going, oh, that's interesting,
0: Mm.
1: you know, and, and letting go of those old stories that we've been conditioned to tell ourselves. Like, what if? What if none of that was true? What if I'm mm-hmm. actually here? Like I heard it so many times. Like this is a school. Earth. The Earth School. And I, I was just having a conversation with one of my fellow colleagues yesterday. And I said, you know, anytime I've ever tried to make money, I fail terribly. Like I just fail because I'm I'm attached to it. My ego mm-hmm. is involved in it. My ego, which I call edging God out, E-G-O, ego, edging God out. And for me, relationship is so important. So if that is true, if relationship is very important, my relationship with the one who sent me here, where is that in my priority? Hmm. And not me trying to be like a drive-through, you know, yeah, I'll have two burgers and a fries, please, with that, you know, to, to spirit. It's like really having a conversation. If I was in a divine marriage with that loving presence, I'd say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing this or I would like to like to create this in my life. What do you think? And not from a codependent place either of saying, OK, I'll just surrender everything. And obviously, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It'll happen. That's codependent. And saying it's an actual give and take. It's an actual both and. It's like. I have this longing or desire in my heart. Or a need or an ideal What do you think, spirit? Like, where are you with this? And can we work with this? Because I can guarantee you, spirit has a bigger plan for you than you'll ever be able to conceptualize or to, you know, cultivate within your mind. And yet I have to make space in order to receive that. Hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to be holding onto it so tightly. There's no space. Like if you just clench your fists as if you're holding onto a rope, there's no space. Your hands are in a, a fist. You're fighting it instead of opening holding it lightly like not letting it totally go in the way of your hands wide open your palms are spread open but that you're you're soft and that if you need to hold on you can grab it quickly or if you need to let it go you can grab it you can let it go easily but it's that both and but it's really about that relationship with with your higher self or your future self or your you know, higher power, whatever word you want is spirit, whatever your God, whatever, whatever your language is. And I think that's, what's so missed in, in creating our lives and our world and our relationships with each other is that we forget that there's an actual another entity, even our businesses, it are a living being, Mm. you know, we, we, you talk to great artists and they'll say, I have no idea. I just made space and it came through me. I created it well, what was your practice to make space to have it come through? I'm really curious about that.
0: Yeah. I think that that's the key is there needs to be a building of that relationship of what does it mean to hold it lightly? It not, it's not something that just happens overnight. I think that because we are spiritual beings, that oftentimes, there's this assumption that, well, I should just be able to know. I just know. I'll just know. Instead of that there is a type of work that needs to be done to build that relationship. And I see this often in marriages too of once you get married you're just supposed to know how to be a married person. <laughs> or we're just supposed it's to know it's a, it's a skill. It's a skill how does one be in relationship whether it's as a team leader or it's as a husband or wife or it's a mother or father or child it's like we we don't just innately know how to be in relationship and that's true with even with our own higher calling mm-hmm. our like why we're on the planet and it seems like counterintuitive that that we wouldn't know and yet like you said we're conditioned out of it and there's a good reason that we're conditioned out of it because we're in school <laughs> right we were we're meant to the first half of our lives basically get conditioned out of what we know and then the second half of our lives unlearn all of that and <laughs> get to our wisdom our true inner wisdom and part of that is learning to hold things lightly to put all of yourself into it and also let go completely Hmm. and that may sound like hmm those two things don't work together and and yet they do
1: so something that i offer as a practice in yin yoga which yoga um, is really about going inside and it's embracing the receptivity-ness. Because, you know, we're so good at working the muscle of making things happen, like doing mm. it out there. Yeah, pushing receptivity, through. Yeah, receptivity requires space and consciousness and a skill to actually be present and be still. So in yoga, I often say where we want to play in the in the area is at the area of comfortably uncomfortable. In order to grow and change, you're going to need to be uncomfortable. That's actually a really good thing. If you're not uncomfortable, I would say you're probably not challenging yourself. You're probably actually retracting and getting smaller and smaller. You're not growing. Hmm. But it doesn't mean that you are like, think of a stretch. It doesn't mean that you are pushing yourself in a stretch so hard that your muscle is going to snap. That's not good either. But where you would take it is just taking it to the edge of where you go. Oh, yeah, I feel my muscles stretching here. And then instead of running away or backing away from it, which is also pushing not pushing into it or pushing it, right. into it, it's those two extremes. You meet the uncomfortability with love and curiosity. And, and that to me is holding, to that's to me holding it lightly. Yeah. I'm, I'm being present and I'm not judging it as right or wrong or good or bad. I am staying curious and open going, hmm, I wonder what wants to happen here. And as I let go of my agenda, which would often be my ego, amazing things happen, things that I don't ever even plan or like I'm surprised and delighted. Hmm. And I think that's the key that we haven't learned how to build a skill with is to be in the place of like, oh, let me be surprised and delighted today. Let me let me someone said the other day, I heard wherever there's a trigger, wherever you're irritated, also be aware of the glimmer. Because a trigger always gives way to a glimmer, and you can ha- you can actually see both. And where you put your attention, or your your awareness, or your energy is where you're going to invest. And if you can hold both, that's where the transformation happens. Hmm. That's where actually you'll get lifted up to a whole new way.
0: I love that, and that's perfect because that's right in that place of uncomfortable comfortability? Is that what you called it? Comfortably uncomfortable. Comfortably uncomfortable.
1: You, you would mention something about, you know, you have a goal in mind and sometimes, you know, a lot of times you're, when you're working with your clients, they'll say, well, I just, I just forced myself to do it. I just made myself get out there and do that run. And sometimes that, that's true. It is what it is. But what if there was another way? And I often would say to, to clients, put the end in mind. If you go from your past, your little self, your younger version of yourself is going to be freaked out. It's always going to be anxious because your three-year-old has no skill on how to be married, how to run a business, how to parent a child, how to pay bills. It has no idea. And so you're freaking out your three-year-old right now. Your three-year-old is really great at being curious so and really great at being playful and having a new mind. So you might want to make friends with that three-year-old. That's where you can really embrace it versus saying, wait a minute, put the end in mind. You know, your self 30 years from now is going to Mm -hmm. see your present moment very, very differently. And that's the relationship I'm talking about building It's like build a relationship with that being who is living in the ideal future. It's not about you figuring out what that is. It's about you building a practice or a skill set to be able to tune into that, to tune in and tune up to that level of that being in your future that can say yeah i know where you are stephanie i was there i i i've been there and having a dialogue having an experience with that being you know seeing feeling hearing that presence and ask that person does this bring us closer that you know the choice the decision is this going to help us get closer to that or further away how will I feel from your perspective looking back to this time? And then that way, instead of trying to willfully do it, my will is now becomes my love. And I do need both. I both need willpower and love power.
0: Yeah, it makes it so much easier to A, hold it lightly, and B, show up, which is both of those need to happen. They're That's both right. essential.
1: Because if if you're doing your will from a fear place, you're going to hold on for dear life because your false evidence appearing real. You're going to hang on. And guess what? That moving thing that you're hanging on to, it's going to hurt like hell. And it's going to force you to let go. But versus something that you love, I always say like as a lover, you surrender into that love. Like you just like, oh, you trust, you relax, you let go, you allow the arms of the divine or the beloved to hold you. And that takes practice because you have to change the internal scaffolding, the internal structures so that you can rest into it. And you have control over that. I think we think we don't have any control because we think control is all out there. Guess what? Control out there doesn't exist. You can't control any of it. The only thing you can control are your internal structures. And that is going to change the outer facade. Trust me. And it's not going to end up looking what you think it's going to look like. In fact, it's going to be better.
0: Yeah. Honestly. And that's what you were saying earlier of, you know, those were my internals that didn't let me embrace that. And that's fine. It's like, I, I obviously I'm not going to go back and do that differently. And going forward, I will do that differently. It's like, oh, I do what have a choice.
1: Yeah. What and I happen? can
0: embrace the, the magic that could have happened. And now in the future, I will imba- embrace the magic that Will happen because I'll I'll have that tool now going forward, and that's how we learn, right? We learn because we looked back and we go, "Oh, that wasn't as skillfully done as I could have done it."
1: Great, and and again, no, no right, wrong, good, no. bad, shame, blame thing. It's just like. Hey, you know, can I do this? But it's like, you know, any athlete is going to watch the the game afterwards, the replay, and they're going to slow it down. They're going to look at, oh, if I just moved my body this way or I reached out that way or I didn't even see that my teammate over here was wide open, you're going to start to go, oh, I know how I would do things differently. But if we keep coming from our past, doing the same thing that we've always done, that's... What is that? What, what's the definition of insanity? It's insanity. Do, right. Doing the same thing again and again and again and hoping for a different result. That's insane. We have to get out time outside of time and space and presence our future that wants to happen and then work reverse engineer it, go backwards. Yeah. And those internal structures are so important because you get a good windstorm, you get a good earthquake, you get whatever. And all of a sudden you're, you're gone because if those internal capacity, those internal structures are not in place, there isn't any growth. There isn't any resiliency. There isn't any evolution because you're, you're shattered. And as nature, when nature shatters, it provides food for the next level of growth. So there is no, there is no shame. So even if your structure falls down, oops, okay. What did I learn? Cool let's do this again. I I was feeding the environment. This is great. Good food.
0: It was great food. And (laughs) it's, (laughs) I'm hoping that it was also good food for you all because my lessons will help your skill, right? And it is, it's all about building skill and learning and building more skill and learning and building more skill. So there is so much to chew on from today's podcast. We would love to hear from you either in our Facebook page or on our LinkedIn page. What did you get out of today's podcast? Drop a line for us. And that's at the soulful leaders. You can also find us on YouTube and remember that our show notes are available. So you can find those on any of your podcast platforms or on our website, the soulful podcast.com. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.